Okay, good morning, everybody. Okay, Boker Tov, we are on Yud Aleph Amr Beis. Before we actually start, today's share should be a Fuash Lema. One of our uh, members is. Uh, is Spouse is having a procedure today. This should be a for Fushlima for Bela Mendel Bas Riva. Okay, so before we actually um, move forward, uh, okay, sometimes you just let nature take its course. Yeah, there you go. It happens, it happens inevitably. Okay, so before we actually um, tackle the Gemara, there was just a cu- one or two points we left off with last week. If you remember, we were discuss- discussing the important topic of Berchas Torah. And um, we discussed about the differences of what the brach of Abba means. Open our eyes to start learning. Good morning, Jason. Open our eyes to start learning. We saw the different things about fish, the two simonim, fins and scales. We also saw the, the shari fry when we opened the Torah. You're supposed to open it up enough that the Ramban says that the person can see, and the Mishnah Baruch that one person can see his own letter. Everyone has to make their own connection. I wanted to finish one extra point about Berchus Torah, which is really amazing. I heard from Rabbi Sachs. I actually gave this over at the Siyum that we made on Masechus Brachos. With Baruch Hashem, we have grown considerably since then, so very few of you were there. And I just wanted to start with that, and then we'll go on to the Gemara to discuss two topics in the next two days, and that is Duchening, why we don't Duchen today, how we do certain practices, how we're allowed to go ahead and bench our children Friday night, isn't that? We're giving the exact same bracha that Kohanim give, isn't that a violation? And we'll see in the Gemara that a, a non-Kohen cannot duchen. And why we don't duchen today? Why don't we duchen? Eretz Yisrael, they, they duchen every day. Why in America we don't duchen? Hopefully we'll get to that today, um, or if not tomorrow. And we'll also discuss topics about the Sarasa Dibros, standing for Sarasa Dibros. Is it giving less cover to the rest of the Torah, so on and so forth. So before we begin, just one last point, one last nakuda. <coughs> About Berchas Torah. We discussed last week the possibilities of the Berchas Torah, whether it's a Berchas mitzvah, whether it's the traditional bracha that one makes before the performance of a mitzvah, like before he puts on tefillin, before he goes out and sits in the sukkah, before he hears shofar, or is it more like the Ramban says, a Berchas Shavach Vodah? Excuse me. Is it more of a bracha that we give praise to Kadosh Baruch Hu, similar to example, Asher Yatzar? We saw the Ramban says that's a Berchas Shavach Vodah. We're giving thanks to Hashem for allowing us to receive the Torah in Maimon Har Sinai. So the Ramban actually writes in the Sefer Mitzvot that, that the Berch's Torah is a Berch HaShavach Vodah. It's a bracha that we give. Berch's Torah is a bracha that we do every day, but it's in the context of, in the format of, a Berch HaShavach Vodah. Now it's interesting that the Sefer HaChinuch, who's one of the, uh, the, the Monia Mitzvot, always follow the Rambam. And he in Mitzvah Taflamid mentions the, that benching is Berch's is Torah. We discussed only two brachos, that are Minat Torah, <clears throat> benching and Berchas Torah, and he says that just like benching is Berchas Torah, there's one more bracha that's also Minat Torah, although he doesn't count it separately in the 613 mitzvos, and that is Berchas Torah. Interestingly, he says the Sefer Chinuch asks, when do we say these two brachos? Again, both are what he calls Shavach Vodah, the brachos are giving thanks to Hashem. Benching, we all know, we do after the act of eating. But Berchas Torah is before. before the act of learning, and which is very counterintuitive. If it's a Berchas Shavach Vodah, we're giving praise, you usually give praise after the good thing happened to you. After you go to the bathroom, we're able to relieve ourselves and function normally, right? Because if not, if you were not able to relieve ourselves, we would not be able to function. So after we perform that act multiple times a day, you say Asher Yatzar. 
So you would think it would be parallel if, if he says, the Sefer HaChinuch says that Berchas HaTorah is also a Berchas of Shavach Valdah. It's not a Berchas mitzvah that you do prior to the performance of the act, but it's one of giving praise and thanks to Hashem for allowing us to do this. Then you would think if it was in parallel that you should make the Berchas HaTorah after you go ahead and we learn. So it's a little bit uh, incongruous. So Rabbi Kiva Eger says something absolutely amazing. Rabbi Kiva Eger has a tremendous Chiddush. Say again? The act. Oh, one second. Okay, so that was Tosfos. We'll see if that, that's what applies here. Rebekah Eger gives the following scenario. Rebekah Eger says, if you have a bar mitzvah boy who's about to give his bar mitzvah pshatol and his mother says, you know what? I want you to eat something. And in an hour is your actual bar mitzvah. Eat something now so your stomach's not growling while you're giving your dvar Torah. And it turns out that he's actually bar mitzvah an hour later. He eats and he benches. And then he becomes a bar mitzvah, Boba Yom. An hour later, he's actually 13. When he actually ate, he was still a katan. The night flipped over now from day to night. Now is his bar mitzvah. But he's still full. He's still full. And he already benched an hour ago when he's still a katan. Or Bikiva Eger says he has to bench again. Because it's on the svia, it's on the, the satiation that your, your intestines are still full. Svias me'ayim, that you're still full. You're still satiate, satiate. You're not hungry. So you bench again. Tremendous Kiddush. Because when he benched originally, he was, he was chayv as a katan. Now, since he's still full from the meal that he ate later, he obviously didn't eat Chinese, you're hungry 10 minutes later, but assuming that he ate a regular meal and he ate and he's still satisfied, then he has to make the, bro- he has to bench again. That's the Rav Kiva Eger. Mexican food, he wouldn't be. Uh, well, well, I'll leave that to you. So now, <clears throat> so the bottom line is, we see here, yeah, that it's not on the act of eating, but on the effect that it effectuates on the result that's effectuated by eating. The fact that we're able to go ahead now and have the energy to go ahead and do more mitzvahs and avod Hashem, that's what we're benching on. Similarly, says Rav Kiva Eger and Onain, and Onain, Rahman Atzlan, someone who loses a relative on the first day of Kavura, <coughs> until he's buried, he's considered an Onain, he's pater for mitzvahs. An Onain does not have to do mitzvahs. What happens if he eats while he's an Onain and he doesn't have to bench? And then they have the burial, and now he's no longer an Onain. Does he have to bench again if he's still hungry, if he's still satisfied? Says Rav Kiv Eger, the same thing should apply. So what do we see from here? That when it comes to a physical act, it's the actual result of the act. And therefore, <clears throat> therefore, you bench afterwards. That's benching. Learning is very different. Learning, does it impact our lives? Yes. Does it frame our, our daily lives? Yes. But it's not just the result. Yes, you have to know the Hilchos of Shechita, and Hilchos Shabbos, and Hilchos Nida, yes. But it's not the same, we're not putting it on the same pedestal in the playing field as eating, because the actual journey itself, learning itself, is important. It's not just the result that the learning effectuates. We can't put it on the same moral ground as we do eating. Eating is the act of eating. Do we live to eat or eat to live? That's the age-old question. So eating itself is not so important in as compared to the results that allows us to be satiated and give us energy to go and continue our day. But learning itself, it's the journey. It's not just the, the destination, right? If you were to learn, let's say, astrology, and you didn't understand anything, you don't get any, there's no reward in that. When it comes to Talmud Torah, the etzim, the act of learning itself, is inherently valuable. That's why we make the bracha before. It's not just that we're happy with the results of learning, that we're now more educated and knowledgeable about Hilchah Shabbos, Hilchah Kashra, so on and so forth. That would make it, if we were to, to make the bracha after learning, we would put it on the same ground as eating, right? That you do it afterwards, and that would be a problem. 
This says Rabbi Sachs would explain the Gemara. The Gemara Nadarm Daf Pe'alef says, Al Mahav Da Aretz. Why were we, why were we uh, suffering? Why did the Chorban occur? They didn't make the Berchus Torah before. It doesn't say that they didn't make the Berchus Torah. It says they didn't make the Berchus Torah before they learned. They were making learning the same physical act as eating. And since the Ran there says in that Gemara, in Aleph, they didn't give Hashivas to Torah. They didn't give importance, the, the significance to Torah learning as they should have. And as a result of that, listen to the word, the word Tchila. They didn't go ahead and make the Berchus Torah before they learned, meaning they were giving it the same nominal significance as, as, um, as, uh, as eating. Just before we continue, by the way, there's a beautiful Olo Sephraim. I heard from Reshakit once. Olo Sephraim was the Klayakar who says, means that when we go ahead and we bench our children, being a Tamachachim is not at the top of the list. We wish them to be, uh, you know, work in investment banking, Goldman Sachs, and they should have a big house, and they should marry and have gezunt and everything. But the first thing we wish for them is not that they should be a Tamachacham. That's why, of the arts, that's where we, we unfortunately suffer the Korban. Yes? You know, I'm just missing something. Birkat of Torah is not really a Birkat of Hoda'ah, right? According to the Ramban, it is. That's what we said last week. There were four possibilities. The Rambam, actually, not the Rambam, the Ramban actually says the Birkat Shavach Vodah for Kabbalah Satorah. The Vilna Gon, based on the Tosos, remember Tosos compared, he asked the question, how can we go ahead and make the Leshe Besukkah 10 times a day if we go in and out? of the sukkah, we only make berachas Torah once. And he said, because we never have a disconnect, we never have a mental disconnect from Torah, mashenkin, as a, compared to leaving the sukkah, once we leave the sukkah, we're not, our mind's not in the sukkah. That's in the fact that he asked from, from Leishev sukkah to berachas Torah, inherent is that, inherent in that question, is, is that Tosu suggests there's common ground between Leishev sukkah and berachas Torah. So, uh, uh, Torah. So according to Tosu, they're both berachas mitzvah. Rabbi Chaim Salvechik said it's the act of learning, and there's one other that's Mechaev, so it's not really either one, it's just the Torah, Kishem Hashem Ekra, when I call out Hashem's name, Hovagodil Okeinu, I have to give cover to the Torah. And there's a Levush, which I didn't discuss, that discusses and mentions, as Gemara will get to, Mench Hashem, in Daflam and Hay, in Brachos, that says, If you go ahead and you take anything from Hashem, it's like you're over Me'ila, you're stealing from Hektesh, and if you don't make a Bracha, it's as if you stole. So it's like a Matir, a Bracha allows us to partake from Hashem's goodness, Hashem's bounty. So the Vush says it's the same thing with the Torah. The Torah is the treasure that Hashem gave us, and in order for us to go ahead and request that we could delve into this world of pleasure known as the Torah, we have to have a bracha. We have to make a bracha. Okay. Um, if you don't sleep at night, you don't make a birchah to Torah. We're going to get to that. Okay, it's a great question. Uh, Keep going. And then, um, and so is, that the, is it the hesek of sleeping that, that makes you bring on a new birchah to Torah, or are you actually a brand new person? That's a great question. So according to Rabbeinu Tam, the bracha lasts from shachras to shachras. According to Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam says, let's assume I dive in chakras every morning at 7 a.m. So even if I go to sleep and I wake up, at, I, I sleep for six hours and I wake up at 4 a.m. to study again, to, to start learning, you don't make a bracha, you're covered for a 24-hour period. I forgot what the other mandamar says, no, once you have a hesachadas, once you have a mental disconnect by a sheinas keva, by a long-term sleep, then you don't have to make a bracha again. And that plays into, plays into Shavuos night. Okay, with that last piece... That's Rabbeinu Tam. We typically hold that if you go to sleep, you should make a new bracha. Okay. Even a long nap? 
well, once it, once it's a long nap, it's already then we define it's usually long. sixty breaths. Sixty breaths. We discussed this based on a horse. I don't know if you guys remember earlier in the Gemara, based on a horse's uh, breathing pattern. But I'm not sure why they chose a horse. But uh, based on a horse's breathing pattern, usually if it's more than sixty nishimos, sixty breaths, typically that's considered a longer sleep. And then you, it's not just a, more than it's more than just a power nap. Okay, and you'd have to make a brach again. So on this last point, that learning should not be a, a we should not make it a moral equivalency between learning and eating. There's a fascinating, fascinating unkelus. Everybody Sachs pointed out and says, mm-hmm. The same, it's not on, on bread alone does man live, but rather on the word of Hashem do we live. The word Yichya is mentioned twice in the Pasuk. Not on bread alone, Yichya Adam will man live. Rather on the word of Hashem, Yichya Adam. The word Yechia is mentioned twice. Now, if you were translating it from Lashon HaKodesh to Aramaic, wouldn't you assume that you would translate the word Yechia the same way both times? The answer is yes, but he doesn't. In the first time, Kilo Alechem Levado Yechia Adam, on the same Pasuk, Targum Unkla says Yechia is Michalkel, you sustain yourself. You sustain yourself. Not on bread alone do you sustain yourself when he translated from Hebrew to Aramaic. And the second time, rather, rather on the word of Hashem, he says, that's chiyos. That's our lifeline. That's our blood source. So the, it's unbelievable. When it comes to regular, the same word, in the same Pasuk, the Unkelis translates it two different ways. When it comes to the physical sustenance, bread, he says, that's how we sustain ourselves. When it comes to he changes doesn't change it. That's chiyos. That is our lifeline. That's what breathes life into us. And so we see that learning is not the same action as a physical action. And we should have that in mind when we go ahead and we say Berch Satara, we should have all these things in mind that it impacts us on a daily basis. Everything we do, it's, it's the framework for our entire day. And as we spoke about many, many times, everything we do can be infused in Kedusha, even walk, walking through the shopping aisles, looking for kosher foods. If we have the right intentions, we can make the mundane holy. Okay, with that in mind, <clears throat> let's now start where we left off, and that would be on Yudal, if I'm going to base. Uh, the two dots, the two dots uh, towards the, the bottom third, Tanan is the last word. Okay, it's the last one on the line, probably about three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, maybe eighteen lines up. Tanan, so we say as follows. So we said that this, the, the Sagan Kohen Gadol, the second Kohen Gadol, meaning the one who would take the place of the Kohen Gadol became Tomei, tells the rest of the Kohanim, Baruch Bracha Achas. This is talking about the morning, before it gets light outside. Make one of the brachas. We're going to see what that's referring to, but he's talking about one of the brachas of Kriyashma. We know in the morning we have two brachas Kriyashma, Yotzer Or and Avarava, or Avasolam, as we saw in the Gemara, two possibilities. And they, he, the, the uh, Sagan Kohen Gadda will tell the other Kohan, and Baruch Bracha Achas, and they would say one of the brachas before they read Kriyashma, Vehim Baruchu. Karu, and also Vikara Aserah Adibros also mentioned the Aserah Adibros. This was their part of their avod every day, and they would do that. And afterwards, they would say Shema, Vahim Shema, Vayom, three parsios of Kriya Shema, Uberchu Asa'am. They would go ahead and they would give the, uh, they, they would make the brachos with, with B'nai Israel, with, with the rest of the nation, Shalosh brachos, and these are the three brachos. They would say Emes Viatziv. They would say, Emes Viyatsi, bracha number one, Avoda, since they didn't have time to recite the whole Shemon, Shemon Esrei, they would say, Ritzei Hashem Lokeinu, what we say before Modim, and Uberchus Kohanim, they would duchen. 
They would give the bracha, Yivrach Hashem, Yishmerecha, Yair, and so on and so forth. And on Shabbos, on Shabbos, Mosif and bracha achas le mishmar hayotzei. On Shabbos, they would add one more bracha. We'll see what that bracha is to the mishmar the yotzei. They were mishmaros. They were guards, meaning groups of, of kohanim that would come ahead and switch. So after they brought the carbon tamit shachar and the musaf and Shabbos, th- that group of kohanim left. A new mishmar, a new group of kohanim came to um, to uh, to uh, involve themselves with the tamit shabein arbaim. Now, the Gemara is going to ask, when it said that they make one bracha, they said make one of the two berchas kriyashma, the, the Sgan Kohen, the assistant Kohen Gadol, told the rest of the Kohanim, say one bracha of kriyashma, which was that bracha? My bracha achas. What was that one bracha? We know there are two brachas. Why would they pick one? And if they picked one, which one did they pick? So, when Rabbi Yossi, Abba, Rabbi Yossi, Bar Abba, went to a specific town, Bo, Minayu, they asked around town. My brachachas, what is this, when this, this Mishnah in Tamid, in the Mishnah in Gemara Tamid discusses this case upstairs, up, we just mentioned a few lines up about the Skan Kohen Godot telling the uh, formula for the Kohanim to go ahead and to uh, say the bracha and to say Asar Sadibros, what bracha were they referring to? Lava Yudayu, no one knew. Asu Shailu, they came to Rav, ask Rav Masna, and Rav Masna says Lava Yudayu, they asked him, he shrugged his shoulders, I'm not sure, which bracha they were referring to? So they finally asked Rabbi Yehuda, he said to them as follows, this is what Rabbi says, that one bracha was Avarabah, the second of the two brachos that we say in the morning. It was Yotzer Or. So we have two possibilities, as you would have imagined, right? The two brachos, no one was sure which bracha was said. So they asked a group of people, no one knew. The first, when they finally got an answer, the first one said, Avarabah, the second bracha. And Rav Zreka said, in the name of Rav was referring to the bracha of Yotzer Or, the first bracha. When Rav Yosef came from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, that which Rav Zreka said in the name of Rav Shimon, in, in the name of Rish that it was the first bracha Yotzer, laugh before Shitmar. He didn't actually hear those words come out of Rish Lakish's mouth that you say the first bracha. Rather, it was based on an inference. Rav Zreka inferred from a different statement of Rish Lakish that the one bracha that he said to say that the one bracha was Yotzer. He didn't hear it. That Rish Lakish never said the one bracha is Yotzer Or. Rather, based on a statement that Rish Lakish made somewhere else, Rabbi Zreik was able to infer that's who he was referring to. Ella Mechlala Itmar, based on inference. The Amr Rabbi Zreika, what was that inference? Amr Rabbi Amir Rishim Ben Shlakish, Zosomeris Shabirchos Ein Ma'akvos Zuazu. He heard when the, when the Mamuna, when that Sagan Kohen, when the assistant Kohen Gadol told the rest of the Kohan to make one bracha, he heard Rish Lakish say, you know what? If he was only told to make one bracha, it must be that the brachos and Amma each other. That if you only make one bracha without the other, you're okay. He never said the bracha of Yotzer Or. But rather, Rish Lakish said, well, since the Sagan Kohen Gadol, since the assistant Kohen Gadol said only make one of the brachos, it must be that you don't need to make two brachos. And based on that, he was able to infer that must be talking about the first bracha. What was his, what was his thought process? As follows. If you tell me that the bracha he made was Yotzer Or, then I would say, and not Avarabah, that's what Rish Lakish would say, that brachos in ma'akva zuazu. Duloka army Avarabah. Avarabah is said night and day. Yotzer Or is only said in the morning. So if you were to say that he said brachos anama akev zuazu, Avarabah would say morning and night. Yotzer Or is only said in the morning. So let's think now. If when the Sagan Kohen Gadol said you only have to make one bracha, and Rish Lakish said, by the way, that means that brachos anama akev zuazu. 
So if you only have to wake in one bracha and they're not ma'akev, Rav Zerika said, let's see what Rish Lakish was thinking. It only makes sense that if the one bracha is Yotzer Or. Because if it's Yotzer Or and you're skipping the next one, that means it's not ma'akev because it's clearly the time is, you can say Avaraba night and day. And so let's reverse it for a second. If it was only one bracha and the, and the Kohanim always did it before it got light. Rashi says, if you said Kriya Shema with his Kohanim at this time of day, you're not Yotzer because it wasn't light outside yet. So think about it for a second. You can only say Yotzer or in the morning. You can say Avarab at both times, morning and night. As, in fact, we do. If you were to say Avarab and that was the one bracha, it's a very easy out. All you have to say is, it's not that they brachas and nama akev zu. It wasn't the time to say Yotzer or yet. It was still dark outside. So if it's still dark outside, he said to make one bracha, Avarab, that wouldn't mean that the other one is nama akev. You would just say, when the time comes, sunrise comes an hour later, you'll say the second bracha. But if the one bracha that the Sakan Kohen told the Kohen to say is Yotzer or, and you say it's Nam Akev, it is, that's Nam Akev, that means it was potentially time to say the second bracha, because you can say Avarabah night and day. So if the only bracha he said you have to say was Yotzer or, clearly you don't say Avarabah, and it's Nam Akev. But if it was saying Avarabah he told him to say, and it wasn't Yotzer or, you have an easy out. Don't say it's Nam Akev, it just wasn't the time to say Yotzer or now. But when Yotzer or, the time comes an hour later, they would say it an hour later. Does that make sense to everybody? Question, if it's only one bracha, why is it not the bracha of Kedusha Kedusha Aaron? Why does it have to be? We're, that, we're talking about the brachas of Kriyashma, not the document we'll get to after. Oh, oh, Only for brachas of Kriyashma. So, so, one of the two brachas of Kriyashma. It was framed, it sounded like it was the bracha that the Quran was saying before. No, 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 brachas before Kriyashma. Before Kriyashma. No, not that bracha. Okay. It's one of the two brachas of Kriyashma. I don't get it. Why? If there's two, and one you're not able to say, right. so then how are you knowing that the one... That's exactly it. If you're not no, able to say... One and two. There's one and two. Let's, one and two. One you can't say. You're not eligible to say one. So you only say bracha two. And the fact that you're... How do you prove that you said bracha one because you had to be eligible to say it? Just say, I only said bracha two because one is not... That's exactly his point. You can't learn from that. It's not ma'akev. It's not, the reason you're not saying it is because you can't say it. Doesn't mean it's not ma'akev. No, sh- but it's not ma'akev, and you could say two. And the reason why the other one is not ma'akev has nothing to do it because it's not eligible. That's exactly the point. The fact that he said he said it's not ma'akev. Rishlaka said it's not ma'akev. Right. It has to be that the bracha was yotzer. Or if it was avarab, your point would be well taken. No, it's not ma'akev. You're saying it's not ma'akev because we have to say that the two of them are eligible, and it has to be that when the two of them are eligible, one doesn't make a difference. That's what you're saying. Correct. Based on the Gemara. Correct. Right. I'm saying. Why can't you just say it's Nam Akiv because the other one is not even eligible? It's the wrong time, and I only said Bracha too. That's the point. The Nam Akiv has nothing to do with the other one is eligible to be said. It would be, you wouldn't say the Ikuva would never come into play if you can't make the Bracha. It's only coming to play when you can make both and you why? can't. Why not? Because it's not the time to say it now. So what? That's why it's Nam Akiv. That's exactly his point. That's why he's proving it can't be that. Right. It's the exact opposite of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'll follow this with you afterwards. Okay, now, the Gemara continues. So, and, and I, so, and if that's the case, what is your, the Gemara says that's not necessarily a proof. Why? Okay, the Gemara continues now. But if you say that Rish Lakish says, that the one bracha that, he's, that, he, that the Sagan Cohen told him to say was, my who says it has anything to do that one bracha is not Makai the other? Maybe the reason they're not saying Yotzer or. At that time, Mishum Dlo Mata Zaman Yosir, because it's too early to say it. And, and 
And the fact that they would go ahead when it gets light outside, they would say Yotzer Or. So the fact that they're not saying it now is not necessarily a proof that's not Ma'akev. And therefore, based on this logic, he was able to infer that Reish Lakish holds that the first bracha, that the, the one bracha that he says is Yotzer Or. The Gemara continues, So what if he derived it from in- inference? The ruling, uh, if, the Gemara says, sorry, So if derived through the influence of, uh, through the inf- inference of the ruling, then it may not be correct. Why? The Gemara continues, if it was from the inference, really he was saying, and they would say it, my shabrachos in akvas zuzu say the brachos. It's not a proof. When he says that it's not ma'akev, it doesn't mean that one is not ma'akev the other. It can mean that the order is not ma'akev. So it would not be a proof if you learned everything from inference. And rather than actual statement from Eshlakish, it's not a proof. So we really still don't know what the bracha that was said, which bracha they were referring to. We want to say that maybe it was based on an inference. I think one says if it was an inference, it wouldn't be necessarily be good because you can still say that Ein Ma'akev Zuzu doesn't mean one bracha in the place of two. It could just mean that the order is not critical. You say Avarabah now, and then you say Yosher Or when it gets light outside, but that doesn't mean that only one is needed. Okay. The, is the point that the Kohanim have to say it with Avarabah? They have to say one bracha. That's what the, but, but they have to say it with One bracha. We don't know which bracha. But it doesn't matter which bracha, but they have to say it with Avarabah, well, otherwise they can't. Well, the Avarabah is at that proper time. <laughs> Yotzer Or may not be at that proper time, because they said it before it got dark. It means they, they're, they're intent with doing it with a lot of love, right? Well, that, well that's the, the, the bracha. But the question is, is, he said to tell them, we're trying to figure out which bracha. This just brought him because of the, because of the, the connection between Brechas Kriyashma. The Kohen Gadol said to the rest of the Kohanim, you have to say one bracha. It happened to have been before it gets light outside. The Gemara says elsewhere that if you say Kriyashma with the Mishmar in the morning, you're not Yotzer because it's too early. So, ostensibly, they said Avarabah. And he was trying to prove that it was Yotzer Or, but we're saying it's not a proof that it was Yotzer Or. So, the Gemara doesn't give a final answer, but it seems to suggest to lean more towards what you're saying as Avarabah. The last couple lines of this, of this Gemara, the Gemara continues. It also said, so the Gemara continues now and says, V'korin Aser Sadibros, they also read Aser Sadibros, Shema V'mishmo, V'yomer, Em Siyatziv, V'avoda, they read, read the parsha of Ritzei, U'berchas Kohanim. So Amarav, Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Af Bikvulim, Bikshu, Likros, even in outside the base of Mikdash, Bikshu Likros. They wanted to read the Aser Sadibros. And if you see Rashi, this is amazing. Rashi says, Bikshu Likvo Aser Sadibros Bikriyashma. They actually wanted to institute the Aser Sadibros as part of the Kriyashma. If you think about Kabbalah Somach Shemaim, the first paragraph we discussed many times is, is accepting the yoke of heaven. The second paragraph of Shema's Kabbalah Som Mitzvos, accepting the all of Mitzvos. What greater way to go ahead and to, par- uh, to, to paraphrase the Torah if not inserting the Sarah Sadibros? Anochi Hashem Okecha is Yichud Hashem, and then all the Mitzvos. So they actually had a thought, we'll see in the next stuff, that they actually want to put Parshas Balak, that we should say Parshas Balak every day. We'll see why, what the connection to Kriya Shema is. As part of Kriyashma, it was too long, it'll be a terrible, we'll get to that. But at least here we see that they actually had a Havimina thought to insert the uh, Sarasa Dibros as part of the Chiv of Kriyashma every day. Why didn't they? Rashi says to make it not just a state, but a state as part of Kriyashma, a Chiv every day. Why didn't they do it? What do you think the heretics would say when we say only the Ten, the ten Commandments every day, Sarasa Dibros? They would say, this is what's important, right? This is the, but the rest of the Torah, Push aside. And as a fact, Rashi says, The reason why the Jews, they're saying this, 
is because that's really the, what was said. That's the only part that was from Torah, Misinai. The only part that actually came out of the words of God's mouth was that Sarasadibros. Everything else, we could push aside. So in order that the Minim, that the heretics, that the, that the Apikorsim don't come onto this uh, concept that only the Sarasadibros are of importance, we, gave, we, we threw away this tradition. Gemara continues. Similarly, Rabbi Nassim Omer Bigvulin, Bigshur the Kroskein, out Bigvulin means outside the base of Mikdash. They also wanted to establish to say to say Sarasadibros, uh, not just in the base of Mikdash, but even outside. They want to say it every day. Rather, they went ahead and they already nullified that uh, that minog. We made Taromus Haminim because of what the heretics would say. And similarly, Rabbi Barachana, Sarva the Mikvah Inu, he also went to establish to read the Kriyashma as part of the sorry to Sarasadibros. As part of the Kriyashma every day, in the in Surah, Besura, Amr Les, they said to him, Avchizda said to him, Kvar Bitlum. They already went ahead, the Chachamim already went ahead and uh, got rid of this, uh, this, this Minag, this Takanabi Taros, Aminim for the heretics. Amemar Savar, the Mikbilim Ben Ardoi. Amemar similarly wanted to go ahead and establish a Sarasadibros. We saw how much thought and how much concern there was and effort to go ahead and establish Kriyashma inclusive of the Sarasadibros, but Alas, because of the uh, the chash of the minim, Amalei Rav Ashi Kvar Bitlu Aminim, and the last point before we get to another topic, and that is, we said that they had one more bracha of Shabbos, Mosif and bracha Achsa Mishmar Yotzei. We saw that one more bracha was mentioned when the when the Mishmar switched on Shabbos. You had a nish, Mishmar, the first group of Kohanim left after they brought the Tarmit Shal Shachar and the and the Karban Musaf. Then the new uh, Mishmar came for the Tamach Ben Abayim. What was the bracha that the departing Kohanim gave the incoming Kohen, Kohanim? They said, My brachas, what's this one bracha? Amr of Chelbo, Mishmar Yotze, Amr, the leaving, the one that the departing would say to them, the Mishmar Nichnas to the one that are incoming, Mishashikin Eshmo, Babayasazer, the one whose name dwells in this house, the Beis Amikdash, who Yashkin caused to dwell amongst you, Ava. Love, Achva, Brotherhood, Shalom, Peace, Vireos, and Friendship. Okay, so that is the end of the Gemara. Two topics that I'd like to discuss. One of them is Duchening, because we mentioned Duchening. Alan will be very happy. And the, that last one was only added on Shabbat. Only on Shabbat, when you had that extra Mishmar coming in. It switched after the Kabbalah, for the Kabbalahs. Is that why we say this by Chuppah? Is that why we say it? That's a nice thought. I'm, you know, the last bracha. Rabbi Goldberg has a beautiful piece in that, that the husband and wife should be friends. More important than love each other is to like each other. You can ask him afterwards. But he has a very nice piece on that. Okay. Part of your Cooper time, a little I, I, nothing about the whole you can pork on right now. My, yeah, the Aramaic words are not flowing right now. Okay, so now, so talk about Dukhaning. What's the source of Dukhaning? So in Parshas Naso it says, by Hashem Moshe Lemur, Daber El Aaron, Belbon of Lemur, speak to Hashem tells, Kotavarchu is B'nai Israel, Kosavarchu, this is how you should bless B'nai Israel, Amor Lahem, Yivarech Hashem Mishmarecha, Yar Hashem Panavelecha Vichunecha, Yis Hashem Panavelecha Vyasem Shalom. There's a very, very long simon in Shulchan Aruch, simon Kuf Chav Ches, 128 in Orachim, a very, very long simon. But the very, very first opening line, the Ramos says, Ve'ein Lazar Lisa Kapov Afilu Im Kohan Racherim. A non Kohen cannot dochen, even if there are other Kohanim there. So it won't be a bracha levatala. You'll have Alan there and other Kohanim. And I, even though my last name's Kohen, I'm a fake and a fraud, a Kohen Mizuyaf. Our name was Kuznetsov. Thank God it was changed at Ellis Island. My wife never would have married me. But it, our na- we're Kohen, but we don't spell it. Um, in Hebrew, we don't spell it Kofhei Nun. It is a bait and switch. Kofhei Nun. We spell Kof Alfhei Nun to show that we're not Kohanim. But let's assume I want to go up with Alan. 
And it's not a bracha vatala because Alan's making the bracha, but I want to go ahead and dochen. The Ramah is clear and explicit and undeniably clear. A non Kohen cannot go up and uh, dochen. In fact, the Gemara, going back, reverse engineering out, the, 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 going backwards, the Ksubis, uh, Gemara Ksubis, it says, Nisios Kapayim is an Isser Asay for Azar. There's an Isser Asay. Why would, what's the Isser Asay? All it says is to Alan, you go ahead and dochen. So where do we learn from that? So Rashi says there, listen to what Rashi says, the Isra say, Kotivarhu atem vilozorim vilava baal mechlal ase. If the Kohanim are told, you dochin, what's the implication? Else Anyone who's not a Kohen cannot dochin. So you're actually violating an ase. It's an Isra say. So let me ask you a question. We have a Pasuk that says specifically, Daberl Aaron, Kosivarhu. We have a, what? Rebana. yeah. And we have a Gemara Ksuvis. And then we have the Ramah Paskins La'alacha. So here's the following question. The Chafetz Chaim says as follows. In the Be'er Alacha, in that Simon Kuf Chafches, the Be'er Alacha was authored by the Chafetz Chaim. He asks a very simple question. A Say again? A Kohen. A Kohen. Oh, Shlomo's also. I'm by. No, no, but you are oh, a Kohen. Yes, but you're a Kohen also. Yes. I forgot to say Shlomo. <laughs> I, I want to give due credit, by the way. It's not all about Alan. It's not all about Alan. And Ayal. Alan? Woo! Okay, good topic today. I got to extend this tonight for tomorrow then. I didn't know. Okay. This is totally not the normal representation. The good percentage here of Kohanim and fake Kohanim. So, okay. Very four. Okay, so now. So, the Chafetz Chaim was a Kohen, correct? Rev. Mary Kagan says as follows. He asks as follows. He says, he says, when people see each other, and this is in the, his Be'er Alacha, <coughs> the same mission, author of the Mishnah Bura also wrote the Be'er Alacha. He says, people meet each other in the streets Maybe in his time, we'll give the bracha, Yerech Hashem Yishmarecha. How can that be? How can you do that? It's duchening. Kosevarchu. And he says, what's worse, Friday night, I'm guilty, and hopefully we're all guilty, we all give this bracha to our children. Yerech Hashem Yishmarecha, Yara Hashem Panim Lecha Gunecha, Yisrael Panim Lecha Gunecha, Shalom. There's an Isser. You're not allowed to go ahead and, and any time you go ahead and use this bracha, which was designated for Ayal and company, you're violating an Isser Asay. How do we do this? This is not my question. This is the question of the Be'er Alacha. When, when it's for a kahal, not when it's for an individual. Where's that distinction made? B'nai Yisrael. Is my, my child not a part of B'nai Yisrael? He, he, he's, he's not. You know, he's, he's a person. He's not B'nai Yisrael. That's huh? a kahal. That's, uh, the, you're putting the word kahal in there. The Pasuk doesn't say kahal. Why is with the bracha? One is without. Time out. Time out. Does the Torah require a bracha? No. The Torah doesn't say the Kosevarcha. That's the bracha. That's the bracha. Yeah, Kosevarcha is the Yivrach Hashem is the bracha. Yeah, the whole concept, the whole concept of the bracha. One second, one second. Time out, time out, time out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's backtrack. No, that's there, yeah, there are only we, we've established this. There are only two brachos min Torah, guys. Exactly. Only two brachos min Torah. Berchas Torah and Berchas Hamazon. That's it. Everything else is a function of the Chachamim. Asher kidishanu. Who's Vitzivanu? The Chazal. So every bracha, except those two, are instituted by Divrei Chazal, by, by Knesset Agdola. So, to Shlomo's point, let's keep that as a side for a second. Possibly, okay, possibly. He doesn't go with that answer, but I, it's not wrong, but that's not what he gives. But let, let's assume, again, it's, it doesn't say that, that you have to give it to B'nai Yisrael. B'nai Yisrael could be in the singular, could be in the, in the plural. It doesn't mean, and if I make it in front of, let's, yeah, let me ask you a question. Come out. But let's say I'm sitting in a, in a meal here where we had a meal in the shul with 100 people and I go like this to my kids. Don't they know what I'm doing? 
<clears throat> in other words, there, there are scenarios where you, even if you're giving a brach to the child, the, the people may see that you're, you're doing this. Right. In any event, Chafetz Chaim says, and he says, don't tell me, he probably had Shlom on mind, he said, don't tell me that since I'm not saying it during davening, I'm not standing on a duchen. By the way, duchen actually means platform. platform. When we say duchening, it's because the, it's not the act. Duchen is a noun that we made a verb, right? A duchan is a platform that used to stand in the base of Mikdash, okay? So we say duchening means that the quantum is standing on the platform. So the Chavitz Chaim says, don't give me the answer that because it's not during davening, I'm not standing on a platform in front of a duchan, in front of the Aron, and my fingers, you know, the Star Trek, he got it from duchan. You know that, by the way, right? That's a fact. Yes, Leonard Nimoy got it from, it is, yes. He, he got the Star Trek thing from, from, from duchening. Rabbi Goldberg mentioned from the Bima once during his, one of his uh, Shabbos uh, sermons. Um, in any event, he says, he don't, looking. don't get, yeah, yeah, maybe he was searching. This is way bagling all of us. Uh, maybe he was bagling all of us. Leonard so, gave an interview. <coughs> that says that. Yes, yeah. So now, so don't give me that answer. He says, and I'll tell you furthermore, if you hold like the Ramban, we know there's a very, very famous machlokas, Rambam, Ramban, whether the chiv of tefillah every day is minator or rabbinically mandated. He says, if you hold like the Ramban, that tefillah every day is not minator, then it's impossible to say that there's a strong tie between davening, which is midrabanon, and, and, and dochening, which is minatora. So you can't tell me that the dochening has to be in the context of tefillah for me to be over dochening, if I'm a, if I'm a czar, if I'm a non-Kohen, because one is rabbinically created and one is a creation of rabbanon and one's minatora. And even if you hold like the Rambam, that we're here with davening every day is minatora, he says, the Chavitz Chaim says, there's no inherent ties to dochening to davening. The, the, the Chachamim instituted Duchening to be part of Davening. But don't tell me, since it's not in the context of Davening, if I give my bracha to my friend on the street or to my kids Friday night, <clears throat> then I don't violate this. And he says, you know what it might be? It might be that maybe mitzvot shrichas kavana. We discussed many times whether mitzvot inherently require kavana or don't require kavana. So maybe you'll tell me that this is a proof that mitzvot need kavana. And here, when the father is blessing his child, he's not having the kavana to Duchen. Okay, but he says even further, <clears throat> that's not such a great argument because it's, it's not such a simple thing whether mitzvah shrikh has kavana or not. He says, but maybe, maybe it's one step further. Maybe you'll say that there's such a concept of negative kavana. We discussed in the past, but think about it. What's a, ch- a father really having in mind when he blesses his child? You should have gezunt, you should have parnasa, you should find a good zivug, you should go ahead and, and have yiras Hashem and avodah Hashem. What are we, ble- he's not thinking about, I'm violating... Yeah, I'm not actually thinking that I'm giving that bracha. So maybe that lack of kavana means that he's not yotze. The Chavitz Chaim says, it's not that. You need more than that. Maybe it's, you need negative kavana. Maybe there's a concept that we discussed in the past of the Chassam Sofer says, by Kiddush Friday night, that how does a man who already fulfilled his obligation in Shul go home and fulfill his obligation of his wife in Kiddush? She's, only, she's still obligated in the Torah. But because we mentioned the Kedusha, Mikadish Shabbos on Friday night, the man's obligation is now only Midrabanan. How does he fulfill his wife's obligation if she's higher now? Right in Kiddush, she's obligated in Torah, he's obligated in Torah. He davens Friday night, he articulated the Kedusha of the day, that's the only part that's Minatora's Kiddush. So now he discharges obligation, and his wife is still obligated in Torah. So the Chassam services have negative Kavana. Good. So maybe you could have negative Kavana here. And that's exactly what he says. But there's an amazing anecdote. Listen to this one second. 
There's an amazing anecdote. He says, maybe I have negative kavana, have kavana not to be yotze. Even those people say you mitzvahs ain't srichas kavana, and that if you don't have kavana, you can still be yotze mitzvah. That doesn't mean if you have negative kavana, there's a difference. Having kavana, no kavana, or kavana shalolatzes. You have negative kavana. So the so the so the um, so the Chafetz Chaim says have negative kavana when you're giving your kids Friday night that you're not yotze. Not just don't have kavana that you are yotze. Don't be neutral, parev. Have kavana that you dafka not dochening. One last anecdote, which is amazing. The Torah Tamima brings an anecdote based on the Groy. He says something amazing. He brings down, the Torah Tamima brings down that, he, that during his, that, he, that he's heard that Rabbi Cheskelando, not the Nehudah Behuda, but a different, tremendous Rav, said he was living in Vilna. He was the Rosh Avbez in Vilna. On the day of his wedding, he went to the Vilna Gon. And the Vilna Gon gave him this bracha, of Yivarach Hashem Yishmaracha, but only put one hand only put one hand on his head. Mm. And when he went, and the Vilna Gon was asked, is because the Vilna Gon said, the only time you put two hands, the only ones who put two hands, were the Kohanim. As a matter of fact, if you look at the sitter of the Gra called Isha Yisrael, at the end of the Friday night davening, he goes to them and hug him, and the Gra says, you go after that, you go home, you bench your children, and you put one hand on their head. That's what the Vilna Gon says. Unless you're to get, um, of course, of course, unless you're calling. To get out of this problem, just put one hand on the head. And that's what he actually writes in his Sefer, in his Sitter, to get out of this problem. Otherwise, we are violating, we're mimicking the Kohen, and we're not allowed to mimic a Kohen. We'll pick up tomorrow. Have an amazing day. By the way, this is a-